Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to the July 2012 CTSS quiz. As always, we have 10 terrific cases for you, and hopefully you got them all right, but most importantly, hopefully you enjoyed looking at the cases. And let's go through them. Let's get started. This is an interesting case. If you look carefully, there's a large soft tissue mass in the pelvis, and you can see there's destruction of the ischium on the left side. What you notice, this matrix, and it's very dense matrix. So when I ask you what the best diagnosis is, this is not the appearance of osteomyelitis. Uh, Paget's disease, patient looks young, and there's no evidence of Paget's disease present. This is not myositis ossificans because of the bone destruction. This is a classic example of uh, osteogenic sarcoma. Just a beautiful case, large source of mass, extensive matrix, and bony destruction. Very nice example. This is a case of a stent in the thoracic aorta. We're seeing these done more and more commonly. Uh, surgeons are getting really good at these endovascular stents. There are complications, and this is one of the cases, and you can see very nicely on the axial, but better on the uh, vessel tracking view, the endoleak. And this is a type 2 endoleak, which is the most common type of endoleak. Sometimes they're treated, sometimes they're followed. This is not a dissection. It's not a normal post-repair changes. So very, very important uh, to uh, understand that. So there's a, also a lecture series coming on CTSS. Pam Johnson is giving a series of lectures on uh, thoracic endovascular stent. This is a great case. If you look at the 3D sagittal views, what you're really looking at is there's a bump on the undersurface of the aorta. At first glance, you might say, well, could this be a penetrating ulcer? And that's something to think about, but location is where the patent ductus was, or the ductus arteriosus was. This doesn't connect to the pulmonary artery, so it's not a patent ductus. And it bulges out. It's a classic patent duct. It's a classic ductus aneurysm. Very common location. It's not an uncommon location to see traumatic aneurysms as well, but this is just a very nice example. This case is not a very difficult case. I just wanted to show you this one in part because I like the images. Thickened ascending and descending colon. You can see this contrast in the colon. Very nice thickening there. Ischemic colitis, too extensive. Pseudomembrous colitis, not extensive enough. Bechet's disease usually involves a small bowel, so this is a very nice example of ulcerative colitis. This is a great case, and it's a classic case. I'm just showing you just to make the point, early and later phase imaging, mass, central scar, but this peripheral puddling. Beautiful example of peripheral puddling. puddling. That's just hemangioma. There's no differential diagnosis. Hepatoma has a central scar, but modeled enhancement. You can have rim enhancement, but it's a solid ring. Hepatic adenoma can have a central scar, but more homogeneous enhancement. FNH, usually more vascular, not that peripheral enhancement, classic central scar. So one point I show this case for is to make the point that central scars are very common. It can be helpful sometimes, but it's not diagnostic. With FNH, the central scar has a feeding vessel. That can be helpful. But large hemangiomas and giant hemangiomas, those over 5 cm, commonly have central scars and peripheral puddling. A very nice example. Now, this is a wonderful case. I wanted to know the reason for the patient's clinical complaints. I didn't tell you what the complaint was, but I would tell you the patient had guaiac positive stools and had bleeding per rectum. When you look at the images, look at the collateral vessels. This patient had portal hypertension. There are huge vessels going down to the pelvis, emptying into the hemorrhoidal veins and uh, arterial structures. Look at the blush of the lower rectum. This is a beautiful example 
of extensive varices and secondary bleeding. So this patient's complaint was GI bleeding. Just a beautiful example. When you do GI bleeding studies, make sure you look at the rectum and rectal region. We've seen a number of cases where this was indeed the cause of the patient's bleeding. This patient um, was reevaluated for lung cancer, and I asked you what the key finding is. And you can see this patient's also had a right nephrectomy. But what's going on? And it's wonderfully shown two really good findings. There's actually a mass, a somewhat vascular anterior aspect of the left kidney. This is a second renal tumor. The patient also has a beautiful example of a renal vein thrombosis. So the correct answer is going to be C, which is A and B, left renal vein thrombosis and left renal mass. Okay, very nicely done. This is a nice case. I'm showing you a volume rendered image and a MIP. And what you see is tumor, and you see it's growing directly into the portal vein. I ask you what the main reason is. Portal vein thrombosis can be due to trauma. It can be due to hypercoagulability states. It can be due to tumor invasion. And when you think of tumor invasion, we think about pancreatic cancer. But also direct extension like this is hepatoma. It can occur with cholangiocarcinoma, rarely with metastasis. So the best diagnosis in this case is hepatoma directly invading the patient's portal vein. Very nice example. Now in this case, I asked you why the patient has splenic calcifications. Now you look at the spleen, there's a lot of calcifications. It could be granulomatous disease, TB or histo is a very good uh, possibility. But you look at the kidneys, they're kind of large, so that's kind of helpful to me. There's some inflammatory changes in the right lower lung that may or may not be helpful. But look at the spine as well. You see the spine is the typical appearance for sickle cell disease. Patients with sickle cell disease get autoinfarction. They get a range of calcifications or patterns of calcification in the spleen from very tiny spleens to larger spleens. And particularly patients who have mixed syndromes like sickle thalassemia commonly will get processes like this. And this is just a very nice example of sickle cell disease involving the spleen. This is a nice case. We were doing this for looking at the coronary arteries, so you can see the washout of the right side of the heart by the saline. But look at the patient's left ventricle, and you see that little tag coming in the mid portion? There's a little tract. And what does that do to? Well, it's not trauma. It's not a normal situation. And the truth is, it's not a left ventricular infarct. It's actually a small fistula. It's like a, sh a, a shunt between the left and the patient's right ventricle. Uh, it's a little fistula, you can call it, but it's a little shunt. Very, very nice example. Well, that's 10 wonderful cases. Hopefully, we gave you some new information, showed you some great cases, uh, and we'll see you next month. Have a great time. See you later. Bye.